So for those of you who don't know me, my name is Chip Close. I am the host of the Restaurant Strategy Podcast. I'm also a restaurant coach. I'm a public speaker. And as of October 3rd, 2023, I am a published author. My very first book is called The Restaurant Marketing Mindset, and it comes out on October 3rd. This has been a labor of love, three and a half years in the making. I worked with Amplify Publishing to put it out. I am so proud of this book. It looks great. It feels great. And I think the content inside the book will help you market your restaurant with greater intentionality. This is a strategy book. That should come as no surprise. What's the name of this podcast? It is a strategic approach. It's a mindset shift or a series of mindset shifts over the course of four different podcasts. Parts. It's 200 pages. It's mercifully short and it's just packed with actionable tips on every single page. I am proud of this book. I want you to get excited for this book. And so on today's episode, I'm going to read from the book. I'm going to read you the first couple of chapters in the book to get you excited about it so you can get a sense of what this book is all about. As always, I appreciate you being here. Don't go anywhere. The very first excerpts from my book, The Restaurant Marketing Mindset, after we come back. There's an old saying that goes something like this. You'll only find three kinds of people in the world. Those who see, those who will never see, and those who can see when shown. This is Restaurant Strategy, a podcast with answers for anyone who's looking. My name is Chip Close, and this is Restaurant Strategy, a podcast dedicated solely to helping you build a more profitable restaurant, right? We cover marketing, we cover operations, we cover a whole bunch in between, but mostly each and every week I leverage my 20 plus years in the industry to help you build a more profitable restaurant. I also work with owners and operators all over the world through my group coaching program. It's called the P3 Mastermind. So if you struggle to generate consistent, predictable 20% profits, then get in touch, reach out, get a set up a call with either me or someone from my team so we can learn more about you and your restaurant. You can learn more about uh, our program to see if you're a good fit for the program. If you're a good fit, we talk about what the next steps are. If it turns out you're not a good fit, you will leave that call with some actionable uh, items, some action items that you can put into practice right away. The calls end up being a great way for us to connect with many of the listeners, uh, and it's a great way for us to find out uh, other people, to discover other people who are perfect for this group. You're going to find yourself connected with an incredible community. Right now, we've got almost 100 people in the program spread across three different groups. They meet for two hours every single week. You're going to be in really good company. If you want to start that conversation, go to restaurantstrategypodcast.com slash schedule. Set up a free 30-minute strategy session and we'll go from there. That link is in the show notes. As always, go check it out there. Now, have you read the 2023 State of the Restaurant Industry Report from the National Restaurant Association? Now, there's a lot to digest in this 41-page paper, but that's where you can lean on Spot On. Spot On is the presenting sponsor of that report. As a top-rated restaurant technology company, Spot On leads from the front. So not only are they helping restaurant operators make sense of the changing landscape, but they're also working directly with restaurants to help them overcome challenges with innovative solutions. Their handhelds and QR ordering can help you turn more tables while creating a better guest experience. And on the back end, their labor management tools can save up to 20 hours per week on tasks like scheduling, payroll, and tip distribution. And when it comes to rising costs, Spot On's reporting gives you the real-time data you need to make informed decisions about your menu, your employees, and your operations. 
Best of all, Spot On's direct online ordering puts you in control of your takeout and delivery operation without the third-party commissions. They've got all these tools in one integrated system backed by a customer support team that actually answers the phone. Learn more by visiting spoton.com slash chip. That link is also in the show notes. Now, as I said, today I want to read a couple of excerpts from my book, The Restaurant Marketing Mindset. It comes out on October 3rd, and you can get your own copy by visiting therestaurantmarketingmindset.com. Go there. That link is going to be in the show notes. Go there. You can get a pre-sale copy, or if you're listening to this after October 3rd, you can go and order your own copy there. Now, listen, you can find it in bookstores. You can go to Amazon and get your copy, but... If you want to uh, not go the third-party route and go the first-party route, just like your business with delivery, my business, I see every single dollar that's generated via my website. TheRestaurantMarketingMindset.com is the website that I launched for this book, and every book sold there, I get 100% of the dollars raised. So if you want to help me uh, be able to make more books and put more of these out into the world, I'd love it if you went there and, and, uh, and ordered the book there. Today, I'm going to read to you the introduction of the book, and I'm going to read you the very first chapter of the book. I think more than anything, this will give you a good sense of what this book is all about. So now the book is titled The Restaurant Marketing Mindset. The subtitle is A Comprehensive Guide to Establishing Your Restaurant's Brand from Concept to Launch and beyond. Really, the book is split into four different parts. First one is all about uh, the, giving you a foundation for how we identify a market, how you identify a target audience and identify competitors and uh, set yourself out, how you differentiate yourself in a noisy marketplace. Part two focuses on internal marketing or what we all uh, sometimes refer to as four walls marketing. Part three is external marketing and part four is where we put it all together. How do we get organized? Because I think that's one of the things that really stands on our way to succeed. Today, I'm just reading you the introduction for the book and I wanna read you the first chapter of the book. Again, more than anything, I just want to get you excited for this book. I want you to <laughs> want to get you uh, at least uh, almost excited as excited as I am about this book. I poured my heart and soul, I poured 24 years of experience into this book, everything I've learned from the operational side, everything I've learned from uh, going back to school, getting my MBA, everything I've learned marketing restaurants, and I put it in this sort of comprehensive marketing Bible. Specifically, it's a strategy book. It's a mindset book. It's called The Restaurant Marketing Mindset because I think one of the things that we get really wrong when we market restaurants is that we, um, is that we, we start focusing on the stuff we're going to do instead of why we're doing it, how we're going to be doing it, what exactly we need to be doing to convince people to come dine with us instead of, let's say, the restaurant down the street. So I hope uh, I hope today uh, you get some value out of this. Again, we're going to start with the introduction. The entire book starts with this question. I think it's one of the most important questions that we, uh, we never get to ask ourselves. Why do you want to open a restaurant? That's literally the first uh, sentence of the book. And I did it purposely because I think that's one of the most important questions we can answer for ourselves. So here it is, the introduction to the restaurant marketing mindset. Why do you want to open a restaurant? I ask because the numbers are pretty grim. According to FSR Magazine, 60% of restaurants don't make it a year and 80% shutter within five. Our industry operates with razor-thin profit margins and as labor and food costs continue to rise, the statistics become ever more depressing. In a way, my goal is to talk you out of opening a restaurant altogether, 
because we don't need just another restaurant. In fact, we don't need just another anything. What we do need is something bold and interesting. Dare I say something original. Now, let me be clear. I'm not suggesting that every town should get their own Olinia, but we also don't need just another burger joint. We've got plenty of those already, many of which we've come to know and love. These days, we don't have the luxury of putting out a newer version of something that people already have. And so I'm going to challenge you to create the kind of place no one has ever seen before, the kind of place that exists only in your imagination. Anything less isn't worth your time. More importantly, it isn't worth our money. I've spent the last 22 years working in hospitality, and I've got the scars to prove it. I know all about 80-hour work weeks and the stress that comes from opening restaurants in one of the most saturated markets in the world. I live here in New York City where I've spent my entire adult life collaborating with some of the biggest names in the culinary world. I've opened Michelin-starred restaurants and collaborated with James Beard award-winning chefs. I've hosted American presidents, international celebrities, clueless tourists, and the regular people who make up the majority of our nightly reservation books. While there is no one-size-fits-all approach to running a successful restaurant, there are things that all great restaurants have in common. The first of which is originality, either in concept, execution, or the way they position themselves in the market. Simply put, originality provides the only clear path to success, and for that we need a plan. More to the point, we need a strategy. The ideas in this book can be applied to any product, any service, any experience, but I focused on restaurants because it's where my passion lies. I also believe it's an industry in desperate need of an overhaul. It doesn't matter if you're doing quick service Mexican out of a storefront in Tempe or running the fanciest wine bar on Kiwa Island. The ideas I lay out will work for you. Read it the right way and this book will shift the way you think about hospitality and provide new tools and tactics to help ensure future success. If you're feeling a bit apprehensive about any of this, then great. It means you're serious about the work and are ready for the journey ahead. To be honest, I'd be more concerned if you weren't nervous. The path forward isn't easy. And so if you're not up to the challenge, better to know that now. Close the book, return it to the shelf, and choose a different line of work. I mean it. Go find another industry, one that's a bit more forgiving, because it's impossible to succeed anymore unless you're all in. For those of you still reading, I say welcome. We are a passionate group of chefs, owners, operators, and marketers, all committed to helping the people we serve. I've laid out the book in a deliberate way, stacking the concepts one on top of the other. We start small and we build out from there. You'll also notice that the book will constantly invite you to participate. Fans of the Restaurant Strategy Podcast will know that it's not enough to just follow along and nod your head in agreement. The only real way to create lasting change is to take action. You'll find exercises at the end of each chapter intended to help you implement the ideas while they're fresh instead of waiting till you finish the book. It's the best way I know to make sure you're putting these things into practice. Of course, you can blow past all of them, but then I'd ask, why'd you pick the book up in the first place? The answer, I hope, is that you believe in yourself and your business and that you're committed to building a profitable enterprise. Assuming those things are true, I say, what have you got to lose? The worst fate I can imagine for this book is that it sits on the shelf collecting dust. Instead, I want you to dirty it up, crease the spine and underlied passages that resonate with you, dog ear, uh, dog ear pages, scribble notes in the margins, and highlight anything you think can be applied to your own business. Finally, 
pass the book along to the people you work with, or better yet, get them their own copy. Not because it helps me sell more books, but because that simple act will transform your business. Collaboration, you'll soon come to see, is another important ingredient to success. To help you get where you're going, I'm gonna point you toward a free resource I've created, the Restaurant Marketing Mindset Workbook, which was designed to be a companion to this book. It's, avail uh, it's available as a free PDF download by visiting the restaurantmarketingmindset.com slash workbook. Print it out, throw it in a binder, work your way through as you read this book, and by the end, you'll have all your work collected in one place. It follows along exactly with this book and is a great way to hold yourself accountable. I hope you'll agree that one of the best aspects of the job is how we get to build rich communities. The Restaurant Strategy Podcast, and by extension, this book, is no different. It's about connecting dedicated professionals from all around the world, and I consider myself lucky to be at the center of those conversations. Like any great maitre d', let me welcome you by raising a glass. I'm thrilled you found us and even more excited that we found you. Cheers. So that's the introduction to my first book. It's called The Restaurant Marketing Mindset, and I think that gets you uh, in the right frame of mind. I'm going to read you chapter one of the book in just a minute after a word from another one of our sponsors. Now, today's episode of Restaurant Strategy is also brought to you by Seven Shifts. Seven Shifts is a team management platform built specifically for restaurants. Great restaurants are built by great teams, and Seven Shifts is your secret weapon to better understand your restaurant, to hit labor targets, and keep your entire team connected. With drag-and-drop scheduling, in-app communication, task management, tip management, and more, it makes restaurant work a lot easier. From back of house to front of house, managers, franchise owners, and larger corporate teams, Seven Shifts has benefits at every single level. Plus, it integrates with the other systems your restaurant already uses, like POS and payroll. Turn your team into your competitive advantage. Restaurant Strategy Podcast listeners get three months absolutely free. Get started at www.7shifts.com slash restaurant strategy. That's the number seven, S-H-I-F-T-S dot com slash restaurant strategy to get three months free and join over 30,000 restaurants using Seven Shifts today. As always, you will find that link in the show notes. Now, as I told you, I wrote a book, and I'm reading a couple of excerpts from the book. Specifically, uh, first part of this episode is all about the introduction. I was sharing the introduction to the book. And then now I want to share with you the very first chapter of the book. Uh, it asks the question, what is marketing? Before we do anything else, I want to agree on a definition for marketing. Ready? It comes down to just three questions. What is the product? Who is it for? How can we reach them? That's it. The simple three-step recipe will return to time and time again as we continue along on our journey. As you'll see in the pages ahead, marketing is about serving an audience. There are nuances, of course, but for our purposes at this early stage, I want you to keep repeating those three questions like a mantra. What is the product? Who is it for? How can we reach them? What is the product? Who is it for? How can we reach them? What is the product? Who is it for? How can we reach them? Historically, marketers have typically followed one of two paths. Find a customer for the product or make a product for the customer. While they both offer a way forward, only the latter will consistently lead to success. You identify a problem, then craft a specific solution to that problem. Unfortunately, what we see most often in our industry is the first approach. Someone opens a restaurant, 
then tries to figure out who might want to eat there. Be warned, this path often leads to something I call the field of dreams effect. I'm sure you remember the 1989 film starring Kevin Costner about an Iowa corn farmer who hears a voice telling him, if you build it, they will come. That voice seemed to suggest that if the farmer cleared his cornfield and turned it into a baseball diamond, a bunch of once great long dead ball players would arrive night after night to play nine innings of first class baseball. In time, the voice promised, crowds would arrive to watch those games and the family's shaky financial situation would be all but secured. And of course, that's exactly what happens and it's a wonderful feel-good movie, but I'm sorry. I hope we can all agree that it's a ludicrous plot. If you saw that story on the nightly news, you'd laugh at the guy and talk about how crazy he was for digging up half his crop. So why then does this seem to be the thought process for so many restaurant owners? If I build it, they will come. The simple fact is they won't. Diners have too many options these days. Places they've come to rely on with dishes they've grown to love in dining rooms that feel as familiar as their own homes. If you're offered a product, you better know who that product is for. You better know who else is trying to serve that same audience. And you better be able to articulate how this new product, in this case your restaurant, is a better solution to a diner's problem than what they currently have. That, in a nutshell, is the challenge all marketers face. Again, repeat after me. What is the product? Who is it for? How can we reach them? How many chefs dream of opening their own place only to watch it end in disaster? All too often, their menu seems to say, it's my turn, my opportunity to cook the kind of food I've always wanted to cook. And as their focus turns inward, they slowly forget about one piece of the equation, the people they're supposed to be serving. And think about how ludicrous that would be in other industries. What if a painter ignored your request and simply splattered your living room walls with the color they thought would look best? Or if a cab driver took you uptown instead of downtown simply because that was the direction they were headed? Or if the woman at the deli counter handed you half a pound of cheddar even though you had clearly ordered Swiss? Without our guests, we have no business. And so it doesn't matter how innovative the menu is, how precisely the service is executed, or how beautiful the dining room may be, none of it matters unless someone walks in. And that's the lesson most restaurateurs learn the hard way. It's not just about what you're able to create, but rather what the guest is willing to pay for. Again, what is the product? Who is it for? How can we reach them? The guest is literally at the center of our definition for marketing, which is great because we are in the service industry after all. But when you let them slip from that position, everything else falls apart. Now, wait, you may be thinking, a few pages back, this guy was extolling the virtues of originality, and now suddenly he's saying that the reason most restaurants fail is that chefs often get too big for their britches. And so let me pause here to clarify. You can open the fanciest, most ostentatious restaurant in town, but before you do, you've got to make sure there's an audience for that. In fact, the sky's the limit when it comes to what's possible, but the guest will tell you what's probable, meaning... It's possible that you could find success running a fine dining restaurant in Dayton, Ohio, serving a 22-course tasting menu for 500 bucks a head, but it may not be probable. 
only by understanding your market will you come to discover who needs to be served and in what ways. Old school marketing textbooks refer to this as finding a customer's pain point. So yeah, there may be a group of wealthy individuals in Dayton, Ohio, who are dying for the kind of high-end experience typically found only in larger markets. Great, you've found an audience with a pain point. But note the difference. Instead of just plowing ahead with some expensive offer, you've assessed the market and found a product that your audience actually needs. From here on out, you'll see that all our conversations will begin by identifying the who. Who is it for? Who needs to be served? Who has a problem that needs solving? Once we know our audience, we can then begin crafting solutions to their problems. In business, a solution often comes in the form of goods or services. That is true for just about any line of work you can think of. Plumbers solve a specific problem for the people they serve. So does an airline company. Apple, Starbucks, Marriott, Lululemon, Oscar Mayer, and more. All of them offer goods or services geared toward a specific audience, specific solutions to a specific set of problems. The same is true with your restaurant. At its purest, you are crafting a solution to someone's problem. So then what exactly are we selling? This may seem counterintuitive, but I want to share the first of a series of shifts I'll be asking you to make. Mindset shift. We don't sell food. We sell experiences. If people just wanted to eat, there are certainly cheaper options out there. After all, a can of beans costs about a dollar at the supermarket. Two cans, some chicken, and a bag of rice feeds a family of four for less than 15 bucks. And it's not a particularly interesting meal, but... If someone simply needs to eat, they can find sustenance for much less than it costs to dine at your restaurant. So let's assume people aren't in survival mode when they walk in your front door. Remember, too, that a restaurant offers so much more than just what the guests put in their mouths. The service is an important aspect of what you're offering. You are, after all, preparing the food for your guests, bringing it to them, then cleaning up afterward. The decor needs to be considered as well. Music, lighting, and design are all part of the experience you're crafting. In fact, everything from the restaurant's website to the parking lot to the signage, menus, service, plating, and final bill is all part of the overall dining experience and must be factored in when we talk about your product. The question then becomes, what kind of product are you selling? Meaning, what experience are you crafting? There is no wrong answer as long as you stay focused on the consumer. Again, remember our definition for marketing. Keep repeating those three questions in your head. People spend years studying marketing, earning expensive degrees from prestigious universities, and still don't come out with a definition as clean and straightforward as the one I just gave you. Don't be fooled by the big words and fancy acronyms. Marketing is simple, and as Leonardo da Vinci famously wrote, Simplicity is the ultimate sophistication, which leads us to another important concept, mindset shift. There is a difference between simple and easy. My goal, both on the Restaurant Strategy podcast and in writing this book, is to take complicated marketing concepts and make them both understandable and actionable. What good is an Ivy League education if you don't know how to put it to use? The concepts should be simple to understand because rarely, if ever, are they easy to implement. We should spend our time incorporating the ideas, not struggling to understand them. 
So if all marketing can be defined by those three questions, what is the product, who is it for, how can we reach them, then it's worth noting something important. The who and the what will almost never change while the how will change all the time. The Yellow Pages has given way to Google. Travel agents have been replaced by Expedia. And can you even remember a world without social media? Before we can talk about tactics though, we need to put together a strategy. We're gonna start with something I call the ABCDs of marketing. This simple framework will provide the foundation for just about everything else we'll discuss. What are the ABCDs? Audience, brand, competition, differentiation. We'll spend a chapter on each one, and by the time we get to the other side, you should have a pretty good idea of what your product is, who it's for, and what other restaurants are vying for the same dollars you're trying to capture. Most importantly, you'll discover ways to stand out in a noisy marketplace and translate that into repeat diners and higher check averages. That is the first chapter of my book, The Restaurant Marketing Mindset, and every chapter ends with an assignment. So this one, assignment number one, goes to chapter number one, goes something like this. It urges you to download the workbook, right, as you heard me mention, therestaurantmarketingmindset.com slash workbook. You can go download the free PDF absolutely for free, or you can just work alongside the book and, you know, use a notebook on the side. It doesn't matter. Whatever is best for you. But assignment number one is the last little chunk of this chapter, and it says, I want you to begin by answering the three questions that make up our definition for marketing. Literally, I want you to describe the product you sell. Then I want you to identify who that product is for. And finally, I want you to list all the ways you reach your audience. We will go into all of this in greater detail in the coming chapters, but this is an important place to start right here. Remember, you can download the free workbook by visiting the restaurantmarketingmindset.com slash workbook. And I'll add one more thing. You can go to the restaurantmarketingmindset.com and order a copy of this book. I'm so proud of this book. Already we sold, I don't know, like a hundred copies in uh, just the last week since I sent out uh, an email to my to my list. It's been absolutely incredible. I'm overwhelmed by the support. Um, I'm passionate about this stuff because I know how much this can help people. So if you're curious about the book, go check out therestaurantmarketingmindset.com. You can go pre-order your copy if you're listening to this in real time in September 2023. Uh, if you're listening to it after the fact, you can go and order your own copy there. Think of it like first party ordering, right? Right? Order directly from my website rather than third party, in this case, Amazon, because I see every single dollar uh, that is generated through that website, through therestaurantmarketingmindset.com. Listen, guys, I appreciate you being here each and every week. It means uh, the world to me, this community that we are building. Uh, if you want to learn more about the book, you've got the, the link. That link is in the show notes. If you want to learn more about the mastermind I run, as always, I'll remind you, uh, therestaurantstrategypodcast.com slash schedule. You can set up a free 30-minute call with me or someone from my team to just learn about the program, see if you think you're going to be a good fit. Uh, to date, we've got uh, like 100 people uh, in the program spread across three different groups. Program works, the impact we make works. I can't wait uh, to talk to many of you guys there. Thank you for being here today. I know there's a lot of great uh, podcasts to listen to, a lot of great ways that you could spend your time. I appreciate you spending uh, part of your week with me. Thank you very much, and I will see you next time.